Gentlemen, this is your captain speaking. We will be departing from Richard Iceland and heading to our destination of Los Angeles, California relatively soon. Current time is 4.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time in California. The most up-to-date weather report is rather gloomy and depressing with a torrential downpour of what experts seem to be stating is very salty rain. I'm going to be upfront and honest with everyone here on the plane. We are expecting to have some very heavy turbulence on our route home from about nine different cloud fronts spanning out from the continent of North America. Let me reassure you, though, that as a seasoned pilot of LCS Airlines, we will get through the flood this flight just fine. In the event that we do have a drop in the standings, or I mean altitude, mass supply and copium will drop down into the cabin. Please make sure that all children and fans of blabber have their masks sealed tight before securing the mask to yourself. In the event of a water landing, your Vulcan grade life jackets are stored underneath your seat cushion. Our flight home will have refreshments offered, courtesy of our lovely flight check crew. We have a wide variety of saltine crackers imported from China, Europe, Korea, and Taiwan to pick from for your consuming pleasure. For dessert, we will be offering slices of fudge, to which I might add have been surprisingly good. Any questions or concerns may be addressed to the flight check crew for the remainder of your trip. I expect that we shall be departing shortly. Flight check crew, please prepare for takeoff. Well, it's another episode of Flight Check. It's a special episode. It's a red-eye flight tonight, folks. Because tonight... North America is flying back home. Cloud Nine is departing yes, Iceland. It's a sad moment. Fellas, I want to take a moment, got a little drink in my glass here, and raise a toast to our fallen brothers over there who are undoubtedly uh, living it up as much as they can, or who knows, maybe they're uh, crying in their beds tonight. Not really quite sure what the plan is for them, but to Cloud9, the team that almost was, but not really ever. Cheers. Cheers. But I mean, what else was there to expect? It's North America at an international <laughs> event. Anyway, I'm Sandy Toes. What to begin with? <laughs> I'm Sandy Toes, joined by my usual co-hosts Knox War and Curly Double Q. Fellas, it's been a bit of a tough last few days for North America at MSI. Knox, how are you feeling about it all? I mean, it, it feels crappy. There's no other way to put it, right? You sit here, you come to every international event, you're like, oh, maybe this is the year. You're, you're huffing that hopium. You're like, oh, it's going to happen one of these times. We had it happen 2016. We had it 2019. It, we can start the streak going. It'll happen. And year after year, it's the same it's heartbreaking the same old moments thing. that we always experience. Yeah, it's yeah. just, it's we're on a cycle. Uh, I would appreciate a script change at some point, right? Just, you know, throwing that out there, but... No, it's the same thing. It's heartbreaking. It sucks. Uh, I would like to be good. And, I mean, compared to a majority of the other people playing, we are good, but we're not the best. And I want to be the best. Yeah. And when... Like, no one ever was. <laughs> and when we haven't been the best for a while, you know, you do know that when that moment comes, it'll be all the more sweeter. But until then, it still really sucks. Curly, I think you've been slightly more... I don't know if optimistic is the right word, but you've had a bit Optimistic more... is absolutely the right okay, word. Okay, you've had a more positive outlook on things. You know, what's... The uh, only thing I there? am sad about are my pickums that uh, I gave last week in my predictions. It turns out, um, gymnastics 
is not my strong suit. You know, I tried a little too hard at the pole vault there. Yeah, well. Or not the pole vault. Did you? That's track and field. Wrong event. Uh, see? <laughs> yeah, see, you got to know what event you're in before you, uh, you even show and up. And I clearly people. didn't. That being said, I still have hope for NA because I think a small, like, a few things that really were hurting C9 here were partially the format. I don't want to blame the format explicitly, but that is a part of why I feel people are getting the flag, and we'll get more into that later. But I still have hope for NA because despite our poor numbers, our performance overall was good. We just slipped at crucial moments. So I... Might be huffing copium. I might be a copium addict at this point. It sounds but, like you have an addiction, Curly. <laughs> but I'm still hopeful for NA. And actually, I'm excited for the summer split in NA. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. Uh, I do, before we go on, I do want to point out that last week, I did say that Cloud9 would get a maximum of three wins. And, uh, you know, look, I'm sorry that I had to curse uh, Cloud9 like that. Uh, I truly apologize to every North American fan out there. It was not my intention. I was just going off of uh, going off of narrative, going off of some results-based analysis, you know, what I was seeing in that first group stage. But I'd rather be right than drastically wrong and they don't win a single game at all and lose both of their games to pentanet you know at least they beat pentanet once clearly pentanet is uh, a better team than we gave them credit for so <laughs> so bit of a interesting rumble stage i think things shook out more or less how at least nox and i saw them going uh we both had the same four teams making it out that eventually did. Uh, Dom Juan, RNG, PSG, Mad. Um, I think the big surprise, to me at least, and I want to throw this to you, Curly, first, is how, not how bad Cloud9 looked, but maybe how desperate they looked uh, at times. How difficult they made it for themselves rather than... Um, you know, keeping up a good fight. Because there were certainly moments where they looked really good. I mean, beating RNG, absolutely huge, right? A massive win for... Giants! It was a giant win. Yeah. And then and then less than two hours later, we were watching them lose to Pentanet. You know, a team that went 1-9 and nine in this group stage. And in fact, went 2-6 and six in the previous... <laughs> Uh, group stage. You know, this team only ended up... Going 0-8 to RNG. Yeah. Oh just, my gosh. Yeah. So, it, you know, this is... A, it, it, I don't want to, like, throw too much shade on the Aussie boys at all, but, like, Pentanet is a team that you're expected to beat. All four other teams 2-0'd Pentanet in this group stage. Cloud9 yep. should have done that. Now, obviously, uh, even if they had beaten Pentanet that day... It would not have changed the final results. Mad still would have gotten at it five and five. Cloud Nine would have just finished four and six. So not too much of a change. But there were moments I want to say like the first, uh, the first game against RNG and the first game against Damwon, where Cloud Nine 
was in really good positions, and if oh, I felt well. like maybe the pressure uh, got to them a little bit, Curly, like how were you seeing those games? I think something that intrigued me is actually a consistent pattern in the early parts of the Rumble stage was everyone that lost to Damwon and RNG. Not everyone, but a good amount. It was like, at first, they're beating both of the teams, and then somehow they throw it away. And C9 especially. Um, and, like, with... I think with that, what it came down to is them... Maybe... I think they were trying to be a little too creative at some points. Um... Because clearly they figured out the formula to uh, beat <laughs> Dem one at least once. And so I don't know why they didn't bring it out again. But also, it might have been maybe that they weren't experimental enough. Because something that you can see from Dem one um, is that they consistently got better and better throughout all of this. I mean, they finished at the top seed. Whereas it was originally seeming that RNG was going to be. Because they were dominating the whole series. And it's just... There was growth, and that's why Damwon kind of seems so scary, and RNG as well, because when they're struggling, they somehow figure out a way to pull it all together, whereas Western teams don't seem to like be able to do that as much on the Western stage, aside from Mad Lions when you're about to kill their Nexus, but an inhibitor comes back up, you know? <laughs> but so I think that's a little bit of what happened, is maybe they didn't adjust enough, for Damwon's adjustment and RNG's adjustment. Um, and I think it was just, especially oh, that first game versus Mad Lions. Oh, yeah. I was so torn because I'm a huge LEC fan, as you know, but I'm also from NA. So, like, watching, it was like watching my brothers beat each other up and one of them just doing so much better. And it hurt. It hurt. Because, like, if one of them wins, it could have at least been a chance for one of them. Yeah. Nox, so, I, I don't know. Yeah. Nox, I, I was thinking again today about how um, even in one of the Dom Juan versus PSG games, PSG was contesting them really well and I think was in a prime position to win. And Dom Juan just kind of slowly clawed back. And it got me thinking, you know, is there some kind of mentality difference between these top teams like RNG and Damwon versus the lower-ranked teams like MAD or Cloud9 or PSG, where Damwon and RNG, they just know they're better, right? And they have the confidence to just keep uh, fighting and going for the plays, and they have that confidence to just go in and do what needs to be done, whereas... A team like Cloud9 or Mad, they get ahead to one of these, get ahead of one of these big teams, and they're like, "Oh, wow, we uh, we didn't expect to get this far. Uh, what do we do now?" Um, do you think that's a legitimate? Uh, I don't want to say issue for uh, the lower ranked regions, or is it uh, you know something entirely different? Uh, I wouldn't liken it to like a mental thing per se, I would probably liken it more towards teams in North America don't get pushed as hard when they're ahead, right? A lot of the times you see games in North America where the team that's taken the lead continues to push their lead and they end up winning off of it. And there's not a lot of resistance that's ever really given to them, right? 
So finally, these teams that like win all of North America and go on to the international stage, they get there and suddenly it's like, oh, these teams that are behind, they, they don't give up. There's resistance the whole way. And if you let the gas off the, or your foot off the gas pedal for even a second, it's like suddenly the direction's going the other way. And you're just like, what the hell happened, right? <laughs> So I, I don't really think it's a mental thing per se. I think, I mean, Cloud9's shown that they're smart enough that they know how to close off games. But at the same time, it's just there's moments of lacking pressure that if you're not paying attention and you just let that one moment slip, these other Asian teams are not going to let you get away with it because they're constantly hunting for a way back into the game. Well, so Yeah, and the, yeah. the game against RNG, I think, is the perfect example for that. I mean, the classic... Uh, trade offer <laughs> we receive baron you receive nexus, for nexus. <laughs> uh not the this uh, the worst trade deal in the history of trade deals perhaps ever um not the not the best thing that uh, we have ever seen happen um and that's like one of those things where rng just kind of has that that kill mentality Juan just kind of has that kill mentality where they see their opportunity and they go for it. And I agree with you that, like, in North America, I feel like I often see teams get behind and they just go, you know what? Uh, all right, you know, we'll go next. We'll lose. Uh, no big deal. Um, you know, we'll we'll concede these towers. We'll concede these dragons. We'll con concede soul, baron. Oh, now we're just conceding Nexus, and you know they put up a one more fight right at the end. But you know at that point they're 10k gold down to a Team Liquid or a Cloud Nine. You know teams that have, in my opinion, kind of learned how to exploit that mentality, and that's why they keep winning um, and doing so well is because they know how to beat up on these lesser teams in NA. Um, but yeah, then you come to an international event and you run into teams that they get down three four five k gold and they don't quit they just keep playing the game they keep playing their macro and their macro is good enough that they can get around being down 5k gold um but yeah it's it it's definitely a lot tougher and you know one thing that i want to talk about a little bit is expectations um curly i want to know from you uh, you know, for Cloud9, is this meeting expectations? Is this uh, not meeting expectations? How would you see uh, their record, their final standings, their performance overall? I, hold on, I'm going to find a particular <laughs> photo I saw today so I can oh reference boy. it properly. And I think, who was it? I, I liked it. At, let me, I'm on my Twitter, but it was on Twitter. And it was a tier list. And C9 was at both the top and bottom of the tier list. <laughs> and I feel like that... One and after one. It was, it was uh, yeah, Azale. Or Azale? I've never known how to pronounce his name. I just read Azale. it. But, Azale. Yeah, Azale. His photo describes it perfectly. Or what they did. They met expectations, and then they didn't meet expectations. Mm -hmm. All at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> they surpassed them That's right. and were underwhelming. That was their entire thing at this tournament. It made no sense. Like, you really can't... You can't gauge C9 with this tournament.
because it was like d whatever the day was depend like different result you know you got a different version of c9 every day or seemingly every hour i guess as we saw yesterday <laughs> <laughs> and so i don't know in some senses i do feel they surpass them and like with fudge really stepping up having gone through the gauntlet of lcs spring split and people like not really thinking he was doing that well and people saying oh he um wasn't as good as alfari and the only reason he won is because of the jungler and they bullied like top lane because they knew the jungler couldn't make up for it like no that's discrediting his ability fudge proven himself a very powerful top laner and sven even like showing that he's real good you know adc and so those cases surpass expectations blabber i'm gonna say kind of met expectations because you know yes he was the mvp is the split but to my knowledge this was one of his first times if not the first time he was on the international stage and there was worry about how he would perform on the international stage lacking experience compared to say perks and so he kind of like he did well when he did well but sometimes you could see him lacking that adaptability um vulcan also surpassing expectations he's just tier one support love that guy for sure you know he's great and then we get to perks and this isn't perks's fault that uh, Cloud9 decided to spend $11 million on him. Yeah. However, not to flame him, but I think those $11 million went to his head where he always thinks he has to be the carry. And so when it came to team fighting, I don't think he was just quite as good uh, for that. So if you want it... From an overall basis, you can't really gauge what C9 did, but from a player-by-player, player, there were some that surpassed, Blabber met it, and Perks flopped. That's my take. Hmm. Yeah, I I was really pleased to see the community as a pretty much as a whole coming out in big support for both Fudge and Vulcan, and especially for Fudge. You know, this was a guy... I'm going to channel Chris Collinsworth. You know, now, here's a guy... Uh, who got flamed pretty extensively at the start of the season. Um, looked, to be fair, a bit of a mismatch up there in top lane, but has really come into his own and improved massively over the last four months. And I feel like we did get to see that uh, at MSI. And that was really cool to see, to see a player improve so much and show up on the stage where it counted. Um, and yeah, I felt like individual parts of c9 showed up really well vulcan looked really really good i would say i would go so far as to say that vulcan looked like a better support than barrel uh has uh this entire tournament um vulcan clearly outperformed him if you're just going to do a one-to-one -one support comparison um but for me blabber and perks were both kind of disappointing i mean the whole, you know, f flipping the game at Scuttle Crab is a meme now for a reason because multiple times Cloud9 coin flipped the game at a level three Scuttle Crab. And, you know, I mean, specifically, like the mad game where, you know, flipped the game at Scuttle Crab 
and gave up three kills, and the game was over before five minutes had even passed. Um, you know, it was a it was a bit of a joke game at that point. So like things like that were frustrating to watch. And obviously, you know, this is not a Cloud Nine podcast, um, but they are you know the one of the leading teams in North America. So I think to bring it back to North America a little bit. You know, how should we look towards Cloud9 in the summer? Um, I was seeing some really interesting talk on Twitter uh, from Hunter Lay, who I think is the... Uh, he, he he's, worked, the he's one of the Golden Guardians uh, management staff. Yeah, I didn't know if he was management or ownership. Um, but yeah, he is management. And he had a really interesting thread where he suggested even that the Cloud9 main roster for summer could go boot camp in Korea for most of the summer split while the Academy team plays all the LCS matches. And the Academy team could probably secure them a playoff spot. And then the main team just comes back, makes sure they get to Worlds, and they've had all this time to boot camp in Korea. A uh, bit of a crazy idea, but like, you know, these are the kinds of things that, you know, the outside the box thinking that, you know, maybe we need to see a little bit more of if we want North America to succeed. Knox, I don't know if you saw that tweet and I probably yeah, I, did. I didn't do a great job of explaining it just now. But, um, you know, how should we look towards North America in summer? What should we be looking for um, in terms of expectations for them? Uh- I mean, the, the big thing that if we really want to see improvement come Worlds this year is we need to see Cloud9 come back, and we need to see Cloud9 absolutely just roll our teams. Like, there's no mercy. There, like, I want to see, like, 20 to 25-minute stomps every single game from Cloud9 against every single team in North America. Because a- a- except FlyQuest. Ex- except FlyQuest, except except yes. <laughs> except FlyQuest. I want uh, – except for them. But FlyQuest. every other team might have FlyQuest, <laughs> yeah, no, FlyQuest will be doing the exact same thing. Don't worry about them. Yeah, but I want I want Cloud9 to be coming in, though, and stopping every other team minus FlyQuest. And, like, I want 20 to 25-minute stomps because they're going to display what they picked up from this international competition and the experience that they gained from it. And I want it to be absolutely... I just want them to destroy the North American region, okay? Because here's the thing. Like, losing is improving. Like, you lose... You see that and go, holy shit, I've never seen that before. We got to do that. And then the North American region gets better and better because of it. Other teams start playing against each other doing the same thing. Cloud9 starts getting pushed back on it, which means they also get better. And in terms of the region, starts growing and developing in skill, right? And this goes back to what I was saying earlier, right, about how a lot of the times teams that are in the lead in North America right now currently don't get a lot of resistance on towards ending the game. Now, hopefully, what will happen is teams start getting pushed, and they start learning, oh, hey, here's how we push back, right? And then that continues to elevate the level of the game, and so the next time Worlds comes around, next time Cloud9's actually got an early game lead, they don't take the foot off the pedal. Mm-hmm. We get more wins, and we start making deeper runs at Worlds. So that's what I want to see coming into summer 2021. Yeah, for sure. Curly, any thoughts on that? I mean, <clears throat> I agree with you there. Like, if you if you want to give us a good world's representative, that's kind of what you definitely need. You need someone who's clearly 
learned from their experience. So if C9's going to be that, um, those 20 to 25 minute wins, the, just showing that they're like, all right, we faced what was the best in the world right now. We even beat them and then lost to other people. We, but we beat them and we learned from when we didn't. However, what I also think this can raise for NA is I think it can inspire new competition where everyone who missed out on their shot has a little more to prove now, where they can come into it. It's like, all right, you had your chance, C9. Now we're going to beat you, and we're going to do it better. Unless, of course, it's TSM, in which case it might be 0-6. We'll see. But <laughs> our of evils there, it might be 2-4. and 4. <laughs> Or three and three, like FlyQuest did last. One and five. Who knows? Anything better than zero and six? But no. In all seriousness, I think the players, because they are professionals, um, as fans, we always look this like a very emotional perspective. But as players, if you're a good player, if you have the hunger to win and to represent your region well, you're gonna look at this and you're gonna be like, all right, nice try, C9. Give me my shot. And so that's what I think we're going to see. Summer's going to be a lot more cutthroat than spring. Personally, I felt like spring was just kind of a little there uh, for LCS. You know, things kind of went according to the script. A lot of player teams ended up where you thought they would end up. And the really most interesting thing was the chance of Dignitas making it to the end and then the way that C9 won. If you, But... Um, in the summer, I think that's going to change, and I really look forward to seeing that, and uh, like especially how FlyQuest will play to that, because we've had all summer to prepare, and I cannot wait for our pre-summer show so I can get more into that and my predictions for FlyQuest. But And so what's been interesting to me about uh, MSI and kind of like the player reaction that I was seeing is obviously they were they were bummed right like you know multiple tweets from the players they were bummed but i think what we need to remember as a community is that the mid-season invitational is not the world championship you know it's two vastly different things the format is different um the meaningfulness of the games uh are different the outcome uh, the, the meaningfulness of the outcome is different. Um, and it's not that MSI is a meaningless tournament. I think it serves as a really good check-in for, you know, the top teams in each region to see, okay, how are we, so we're halfway through the year, how are we doing in comparison to all the other regions, all the other good teams? Uh, you know, where are our weak points, where are our strong points, stuff like that. But people don't remember, you know, really, like, the winners of the midseason invitationals in the same vein that they've remembered the winners of Worlds. G2, two years ago, won MSI. But all people really remember is that they won, they uh, made it to World Finals and lost 3-0. And then the year after, they made it to World Semis and lost there. And that they've not won a World Championship. And people remember Dom Juan winning Worlds. And they remember SKT winning Worlds. 
and they remember IG, and they remember FPX winning Worlds. No, no one remembers the fact that RNG's won an MSI before. RNG, Every time they go to Worlds. Yeah, RNG won MSI in 2018. 2018. Yeah, 2018. Um, I mean, CLG, you know, made it to finals of MSI back in uh 2015 or 2016 you know like uh we have well had... we, we remember that we're north american fans it's like one of our few good well, victories we all we also remember team liquid uh 2019 3 1 over ig you know uh the uh we remember these moments um but at the end of the day i think and i you know obviously i'm not i don't i don't have the insight into the player's mindset but it seems to me, from what I've seen on Twitter and interviews and things like that, is that MSI is important to them, but it's not the end-all, be-all. It's not Worlds. It's their, you know, mid-season tune-up, you know, to get ready for Worlds, to, like, you know, sharpen themselves, get ready for Summer Split, um, see where their big weaknesses are before going to that World Championship. So I think for us as a region... And this is like my big point here for us as a region to come back from this and see cloud nine go up against the best korean team and maybe and probably the best team in the world the best chinese team the best european team and the best pcs team which as we're probably going to get into in a minute here absolutely steamrolled their region to go up against four number one seeds from other regions and to perform in the way they did regardless of record, regardless of the three and seven, to get, to take a game off of RNG, to almost, really, to almost 2-0 them, um, to take at least one game off of Dom Juan and almost a second, uh, to take a game off of Mad Lions, uh, not really competitive versus the PCS, but details on that um i think that the community should not be too oh my gosh this is the end and a not going to succeed at worlds none of us will get out of groups so maybe this is me saying that i've got a little bit of that hopium still left I've, I've, I was gonna say, it sounds like you're uh, hopping some copium over there, I, Sandy. It's, it's not so much copium <laughs> it's copium it's not so much copium Sorry, as hopium. it is as it is um you know, let's just be honest about what teams they were facing. I mean, I think there's a big difference between Cloud9 going up against Damwon and Cloud9 going up against Gen.G or T1, you know, in their current state. I think those are, you know, the skill level of those teams is vastly different. Uh, the skill level of RNG and the fourth or fifth place Chinese team, I think, are vastly different. Um, it would actually, I, I watched a little LPL. You'd be surprised how damn close LPL well, is. Well, I, I, I did watch those final, like those those final few playoff matches as well. I I think RNG is clearly best. I think FPX is right up there. Um, but when you get down to like fourth and fifth place, I think there's a bit of a skill gap. Anyway, um, so this kind of brings us to another talking point that Knox had put forward for us earlier. Now I'm just going to read this out. Uh, that by MSI standards, North America is now the fifth best region. Um, now, that's just by going off of 
individual records alone. But Curly, do you think that North America is the fifth best region and they're a tier below the PCS? Or do you think it's still regions as a whole, North America number four? How would you take that uh, statement? How would you feel about that? I feel we're still this does bring into a lot of questions. I think we're still number four. However, I think we can potentially say we share that with the PCS. Not that we are distinctly above them, but we are tied with them. Um, because PCS, at least in this case, like PSG has definitely shown their power and that they are on top of it this season. Now, would other teams from the PCS have done that? Would Machi or Beyond Gaming or any of the others included in the playoffs, would they have done that? Who's to say? We only know from PSG how they are. and Maybe they're just such a good team. Having only lost one game in their split, that's why they're performing so well. Whereas C9, um, they had their moments where it was questionable, but they, they also dominated their split. So I feel like it's difficult to gauge regions if their representative only dominated their split. Because that just means they did really well in their region. That doesn't mean the region itself is less powerful. Which is why I still feel, in my opinion, RNG is better than Damn One Gaming. Or really, literally anyone the LPL sends is better than anyone the LCK sends. Ooh. In current state of affairs. So I, I think we are still fourth. It does bring into a lot more questions, especially because over the last few years there's been a struggle with international performance. Um, so it's tough. We're holding on, and I really hope we can turn it around. So Knox, you just heard Curly's take on it. You were the one who brought up this talking point, so I want to know how you're feeling about this. So I, I, I agree with Curly. Uh, granted, who knows? It may be a little bit of North American bias. Feel free to throw some salt my way or flame, whatever. But I, I actually am truly of the opinion that North America as a region, as a region, is still the fourth best over the PCS. And so while, yes, PSG Town absolutely clobbered Cloud9 at MSI and is clearly the better number one team, I think as in terms of team quality and region quality, North America still owns it because if you, and granted, it's hard to do side-by-side -side comparisons. I understand this. But if you look at the match qualities between other North American teams when they're playing together versus PCS teams when they're playing together, mm -hmm. you have PSG Talon who's way up here and then the next teams are like way down here. Whereas you come over here, you have Cloud9 here, and then you've got TL like right here, you got TSM right here, you got 100 Thieves right here. You see the difference here? Mm -hmm. I mean, granted, I'm talking to a podcast. I don't know why I'm doing the hand motion. For you audio-only <laughs> listeners, there was a massive gap between PSG and everyone else, and the top four of LCS were very close together. Yes, and so... At the end of the day, my point being is that currently the overall quality of teams, uh, while not beating PSG Town because they have a higher skill ceiling than any of them right now, 
Uh, I think the overall, if you took the average of all the North American teams, they're a higher average than the P PCS teams. So I think, therefore, we are still the fourth best region. And historically, that's backed up by world's performance, too. You look at Flash Wolves, 3 and 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 3. The rest of the PCS slash LMS teams, 0 and 6, 0 and 6, 0 and 6, 0 and 6, 0 and 6. Yeah. Yeah, I saw an interesting tweet. I A lot of my. Uh research and info comes from interesting tweets that i see but somebody was talking about how uh psg talon is basically pcs all-stars like they are just simply the five best players uh in that region and that it's just such a massive skill gap between them and anyone else um and i think there's something to be said for that uh, I think, uh, yeah, I agree with you. I think the gap between the teams like Beyond Gaming and PSG or Machi and PSG um, are massive, and those are things that would get exposed uh, at Worlds. Um, you know, I think C9, Team Liquid, even TSM or the revamped 100 Thieves would do really well uh, against, you know, those two or three seeds from the PCS. Um so I, I don't think that NA is worse than PCS. I think uh, their best team might have an edge on us, but as an overall region, we are probably stronger. Uh, but this kind of brings up another point that uh, we were discussing a little bit before the show is how much longer is Riot going to wait before stripping North America of its pool one seed at Worlds. Uh, at what point does the lack of international performance um, move us into a position where we should no longer have a pool one seed? And should that pool one seed go to the PCS? Should it go to you know another Chinese team, another Korean team, another European team? Um, I'll just throw out my take on it first. I think as long as the PCS as an overall region does not outperform uh, North America overall, North America is going to retain that number one seed. However, more consistent failure at Worlds or MSI, I think by, you know... Uh, next MSI or the end of uh, you know or by uh, Worlds 2022 we might see a second Chinese team or a second Korean team as a pool one seed uh, Curly you, how do you feel about losing the pool one seed at Worlds <clears throat> this it hurts to think about, for one. Um, it, it, I feel like that would be a devastating blow to North American non-professional players. People like you and me who like to play the game because then it kind of... It can kind of, like, tarnish. Like, all right, who do you look up to if we were once considered someone who deserves these spots at the international tournament, and then now we don't. Like, it's rough. 
you know? Um, I think if that happened, the response from North American organizations would have to be nearly perfect. There would have to be some renaissance of the LCS, not from the production side, but from the teams, from the managers, the coaches, and how they approach League of Legends as a professional sport and not just a way to throw money around. Um, because I feel like that's part of why we are where we are, because we have these ridiculous contracts and we're known as the retirement league. Like maybe we spend too much money on our players. And that could be a part of why it is like why we are where we are. Cause there's not really as much pressure to perform cause we're still giving them big paychecks. Um, and so maybe it would be a huge wake up cause they'd have to start spending less. And so they'd really have to make sure it's the best players and the players would feel more pressure to prove themselves. So I don't know. It, it could be very wild, but there's, if we lost that spot, there would be opportunity for us to improve. But again, it would be in the organization's hands. Knox, any, any thoughts there? Just trying to compile my thoughts. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll be blunt about it. I think, honestly, we are going to lose our first seed. I think uh, if it doesn't happen in this world, I think it's happening next MSI. Or I guess technically, I guess there's only one seed at MSI. Uh, I guess we're losing it next world. I mean, there it, it's not a publicly stated formula, but it's been pretty much like tracked to a T at this point. And so if you go back for the past two years, like, the only reason that why we've continued getting the first seed is because points-wise, if you take all replacements and standings from past worlds and MSIs from the past few years, what's really saving our butts right now is the fact that TL got to the finals of MSI back in 2019, and then we didn't have an MSI in 2020. It's the only reason why we still got our first seed, right? Mm -hmm. So considering that we're dropping out in fifth yet again this year, um, we didn't have a single team get out of groups last year at Worlds, uh, and then Worlds 2019 as well, we also didn't have anyone get out. We're looking pretty damn scar uh, sparse, right? So um, the question then becomes, who, who's going to get the other fourth, the fourth first seed? And so you got to go look at PCS for one, in which case you go look at their teams, and same thing, they didn't have any teams get out during Worlds 2019. And then you go to the world's 2020 and same thing taiwan also did not get out and it was pretty much the exact same story as 2019 as well so this is where it gets interesting because this msi taiwan finished above us and that's the first time that's happened in quite a while right at least in 2018. so that's the first time that taiwan's actually had a higher record and therefore that is going to be considered coming into worlds and i could see taiwan or i keep saying taiwan it's the pcs the PCS is going to be considered for possibly getting a first seed. So I wouldn't be surprised when it happens. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, is Since you said that they're tracking uh, kind of like the, the points or however they're tracking it, is there any possibility of China or Korea getting a second uh, pool number one seed? Or is that kind of out of the question? 
say it's out of the question at all because obviously i mean you you run a competitive league right and right now currently the most competitive league in the world are the lck korea and the lpl china and so i would not put it past riot for definitely considering going hmm maybe we should put another for seed for like maybe the second place team from china or korea because typically those teams make very deep runs at world and they deserve to be rewarded for it right for the region being so good at the same time, though, Riot has been known for having a lot of the, like, we need diversity from our teams, right? We need a certain number of teams from each region, and so that way they need to be spread out, so that way we're not getting, like, cross-play between each other and all sorts of different stuff, right? So, um, personally, I'm going to bank on them not doing that, but I would not put it past Riot to do that. Curly, if you had to pick right now, China or Korea, which one do you think deserves a second pool number one seed? China. Okay. Hands down. Yeah. Well, I think I, I would also say China. Yeah, they've won uh, two of the last three world championships. Uh, one of the last two MSIs, they're contesting for another MSI right now. Uh, they're also one of the bigger regions in terms of team pools so it like would yeah. kind of match that mathematically yeah absolutely uh and you know what was super interesting looking at the way they did uh groups for this msi is obviously they put all the teams you know in the opening uh group stage but north america uh was put in the same pool as vietnam and the pcs uh, we would have been in the same pool as Gigabyte Marines if uh, they had shown up. And it was, you know, the pool one was China, Korea, Europe, and we were put in the same grouping uh, as Vietnam and the PCS. And, uh, you know, I think Vietnam uh, maybe still, like, on, the, on that weird gray area between... Uh, you know the wild card the minor regions and you know a region like na and eu uh, teams like that but um they've consistently shown that you know their best team that they send can really compete and i think vietnam is an is a region that if north america is not careful could overtake them uh, very soon as maybe you know the fourth or fifth best region uh, in the world. Nox, you look like you have something you want to say. So you want to hear something scary? Oh, bring it, please. So there was an interview. I don't remember what staff member it was, but it was from the P, uh, the PSG team. Mm -hmm. And so they said that they'd been scrimming Gigabyte Marines. Guess who had been kicking their butts for the back half of the PCS split? Gigabyte Marines. Gigabyte Marines that apparently didn't destroying ESG and Scrim. Yeah, doesn't surprise me. So, just something to keep in mind and consider the next time Vietnam's on the international stage. I mean, Granted, this is Gigabyte Marines. I mean, imagine what this Rumble stage looks like with Gigabyte Marines there instead of Pentanet. Super spicy, That's, first of all. I... There's, there's, a world, there's a world where I almost see uh, them getting out and Mad Lions not, you know, where it's where it's Domwon, RNG, PSG, and Gigabyte Marines uh, making top four. Um, 
I think that would be very realistic. Fun fact, by the way, uh, <laughs> before C9 <laughs> finally uh, got another win today and proved that NA, at least for now, is greater than EU, uh, Mad Lions had a chance to be the first European team uh, in a MSI group stage to have a better than 50% winning percentage. No European team has done better than 50%. <laughs> and we stopped them. <laughs> Cloud9 stopped them from uh, getting that uh, 60% in the group stage. So, hey. Uh, it, it's at it's least the little victories, it's, right? <laughs> it's the small victories that count. But, you know, that maybe that plane ride uh, back to L.A. is going to be all the more sweeter. So, a little better. So that's group stage. Uh, that's all our thoughts on that. This weekend, uh, starting Friday, 9 a.m., uh, first matchup, it's going to be RNG versus PSG. Uh, as the number one seed, Damwon got to pick their opponent. They picked the Mad Lions. Interestingly enough, uh, and I was seeing a little bit of controversy on, about this on the Twitter sphere. I think uh, Ashley Kang was tweeting about this and a few other people, too. Um, per the rule book, I'm pretty sure that the number one seed plays in the first semifinal. So people are not quite sure why Damwon is playing on Saturday and when they should be probably playing on Friday. Um, my estimation at first was, oh, it's they're having them play on Saturday because they're playing the Mad Lions and Europe will not be at work, you know, on that Saturday instead of on a Friday, but don't know if you guys saw anything about that. That seemed like a little bit interesting to me. That yeah, I, I the, saw it. The number one team doesn't get to play first, and then if they win, as they're probably expected to, watch their opponents play, something like that. That was um, interesting to me. It, that Ryan... it, Well, it's kind of funny because, I mean, you also have to take into account that, like, hey, man, like these are the four best teams in the world, supposedly, right? I mean, I wouldn't knock out uh, – Mad Lions being able to, uh, granted, I said I don't see it happening, but like at the same time, Mad Lions is a good team, right? Like, what happens if Mad Lions beats Damwon? In yeah. which case, then you're rewarding the four seed team for getting to go first too, right? Uh, I don't, I don't think there's like an easy way of solving you know, that problem. Well, if you, it sounds like to me we're getting into predictions territory. We are. Well, and I was gonna say is that. Uh, you know, yes, RNG. So RNG beat Damwon, you know, 2-0 in group stage. But Mad Lions also took a game off of RNG. So, and, you know, and Damwon beat Mad. So, you know, it's just a nice little Pokemon, you know, fire beats grass, grass beats water, <laughs> water beats fire circle that we've got going on here. Uh, Mad beats RNG, RNG beats Damwon, Damwon beats Mad. And, of course, we're discounting uh, PSG and all of this. They're... Certainly, it could. They went one Mad and RNG. They went zero and two to damn one. I mean, I at this point, I would not be shocked to see PSG in the final uh, over RNG. I still think RNG is uh, heavily favored, but uh, but let's get into it. So the first final, uh, first semifinal, RNG PSG. Um, so what I want you guys to do here is kind of give me like the percentage weight. Uh, that you would give to each team. So, like, you know, you say 60-40 uh, in favor of RNG or, you know, 70-30 in favor of PSG. Uh, Nox, how about you? How how are you weighing these percentages for these teams? 
I'm going to go ahead and give RNG favored at 65 to 35. I think there's, a, I mean, 35 a huge number for PSG, obviously, right? But I think that's a solid chunk. Like, the team looks good. They took a game off RNG. Both games were super exciting, and straight up, I was talking in the Discord earlier, like, this is the matchup I wanted to see the most. It, it, didn't, it could have been finals, it could have been semifinals, and either way, I just wanted to see tie, uh, PCS versus LPL. Like, those two matches that they played were super exciting and fun to watch, so I'm happy either way. For sure. Curly, uh, what do you got? percentage-wise what i have percentage-wise is um i'm gonna go even narrower 55 45 okay still in favor of rng very fair but like yeah i i I think rng is gonna beat psg i think it's gonna be a lot closer because psg in similar fashion to damwon have just slowly climbed up from people's expectations Mm -hmm. um and how they were performing at the beginning of the tournament. So they've definitely grown into a more powerful beast. So it's definitely on RNG to take these next few days to prepare for them and not take PSG lightly. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. What you got, Sandy? Yeah, don't take PSG lightly. However, I'm going 75-25 in favor of RNG. Uh, I think PSG's good. I really, really do. Um, but I think there were just times that they showed a lot of weakness that RNG is going to be able to exploit. Um, and, you know, I think it'll be, and now of course that's 75, 25, that's in terms of like who wins the overall series. I think it could easily be a five game set. I could really see this going three, two. Um, I think that'd be super fun. I'd love to see a five game series between these teams really, go at it hammer and tongs um but i still favor rng here uh both on paper and in terms of just what we've seen uh you know in terms of their play uh Zhaohu has just looked so good roll swapping up to top lane um that bot lane of gala and ming ming is just like insane you know you want to talk about supports you know here at msi you, we were talking about vulcan earlier uh, Ming has also just been incredible uh, in the bot lane. Gala, I, I don't know where these Chinese ADCs come from. I don't know what factory they are just like creating them in, but holy moly, I mean, Gala is like following in a long line of great Chinese ADCs, you know, Jackie Love, Uzi Ai, and now Gala. It's just like, uh, it's incredible. Uh, Huan Fang, you know, just the like, long line of the shrine of Wei Zhao way back in yeah, season two. Yeah, just following in those big old giant footsteps, man. Um, so I think it's RNG, it is, it really is. Uh, so RNG, I think they're, I think they're really, really good, and I think they're going to end up taking this. Um, yeah, what do you guys have in terms of game score? I said three two, but I said three two, three two, curly. Um, I'm gonna go. Yeah, I'll go three two as well. Yeah, I'd like five to. Five game series, baby. Come all right, on. we're going for the five game. Where we want to hear some silver scrapes. All right, so we all favor RNG for that in a five game set at different scales. Now, Dom Juan versus Mad uh, Mad Lions, <laughs> the last hope. Zelly Chief fanboy. The last hope uh, for the Western regions. 
Um, not to make this an East versus West thing, not at all. It's not what we're here about here. But, uh, you know, they are uh, a bit more of a familiar team, I would say, to many uh, NA viewers, I would say. So, Curly, going to you first. Let's do the same thing. Percentage-wise, how are you seeing this uh, matchup? How I'm seeing this matchup, <clears throat> and this is going to sound crazy, and I've been baking this egg in the oven all day long. Oh. I am putting this at 75% in favor of Mad Lions. As the, as, the, as the kids like to say, sheesh. <laughs> sheesh. Yeah, no, no, no. Because here, I'll, I will defend myself in a minute. But it it goes into the context of these stages and what the what the what we're doing a best of one versus a best of five. Very different. And that's why I'm putting it in favor of Mad. Because Mad Lions <laughs> I'm not baked. <laughs> Thank you, Roll Roller. But no. <clears throat> Mad Lions, if you watched their spring split where it was all best of ones, yeah, they lost them here or there. They, you know, barely scraped into the top four. And then no one expected them to get all the way to the end. Um, where, you know, they even told G2, it's like, hey, pick us. You, you're too afraid. And then they, they backed that shit up and won spring playoffs in the LEC. Because they do so well under the pressure of a best of five. In a best of one, it's like, all right, one and done. Damn. But they have great mentality and great adaptability in a best of five, where even if they lose the first one against damn one, they'll be able to pick up more. Um, and, you know, they won spring playoffs by going two and three, reverse sweeping. They already lost a two to damn one. So now they just need to win the next three. <laughs> okay, I see the logic. Knox, uh, how about you? What, what are your percentages so here? You know, I'm, I'm going to say the exact same thing as Curly, except the opposite direction. I think it's 75% for a uh, damn one. Uh, like, I just I didn't see it in any of the games from uh, Mad Lions. I'm sorry, Curly. I <laughs> just, I didn't. Uh, both games that Damwon played against them, it looked like the pacing was exactly what Damwon wanted. I didn't really see Mad Lions really truly getting the opportunity to play the game the, the way that they wanted. Um, yeah, it's, I just don't see a world where it happens, and I'm sticking by that opinion. And you know what, Curly? Uh, I'll make it even more fun. If Mad Lions wins, I'll buy you a poppy skin. Woo, all right. We got our first. Oh, so few left, so that'll be glorious. We we, uh, we got our first official bet here on the Flight Check Show, following in the great footsteps of Seems e I owe you a support skin in that case. You owe me a Lulu skin of damn one wins. Is that deal? I will get you Space Groove. <laughs> Done. Done. All right. All right. We'll see how this bet rolls out. Uh, I'm going to go a bit more extreme than both of you. Uh, again, I'm going to go 85-15 in favor of Dom Juan here. Um, and honestly, for this for this one reason, uh, and I'm sorry to say this, but uh, look, if you lose to Cloud9, 
uh, I just don't really see a lot of hope for you uh, in in terms of being able to be dominant. To, to be fair, though, Damwon did lose to Cloud9, too. I, no, I'm aware. I'm, I'm aware. But if, you know, if we're just going on results-based analysis here. If you lose to Cloud9 ah, true, true, true. in a in a meaningless game at the end of uh, at the end of it all, clearly there's nothing. No, I'm I'm completely joking. <laughs> um, I still I'm going to say 85-15 though in favor of Dom1. Um, you know, the only team that they lost to was RNG. You know, both those games, they did uh, see them they did look like they were down. Uh, a lot in the early game in many of their matches uh, against multiple teams, but they really managed to find a way to claw back, uh, keep their mental, uh, keep staying strong there, finding good opportunities, finding picks, staying in the game, taking opportunities where they could find them, hitting that go button when they needed to, and that is the kind of, like I said earlier, kill mentality that you need if you are going to win a tournament like this. Um... I think I have changed my mind in terms of how the final will go, but, um, and I see Knox is uh, pointing to me right now. I think he and I are on the same uh, path there. So let me get some quick uh, game set predictions. Uh, I'm going to go with the... Before we go forward, before we go forward, I want to defend Mad Lions one more time with something you mentioned. Okay. You mentioned that you don't think a team that lost a meaningless match to Cloud9 I mean, I was, can I was, win. I was trolling a little bit, but yes. <laughs> I know, but uh, looking at who Mad Lions beat, lost, went 0-2 against in the spring split, um, Misfits Gaming, who did not make it into the top six, and SK, who barely made it into the top six and were immediately knocked out of playoffs. And Rogue, who were actually really good in the spring split. And also, they lost their second game to Astralis. So you can't take games they lose as much as how they react when they have the chance to win. Just saying. (laughs) Just saying. I might might be LDC fanboying it here, but now we can get to the rest of this. Well, uh, then give me your your game score prediction there. My game score prediction? Yeah, like you know, you're you know three zero three one. How are you gonna feel? Well, I would love to see a three zero from Mad Lions. That would make me so happy. I think it's gonna be a three one. I'm going to go with the heartbreaking 3-0 for Dom1. Um, it's it's, it's going to be a, a turbo-smurfing stomp. Uh, get on the fast plane back to Berlin for Mad Lions. Uh, Knox, how about you? I, I keep lagging, so ask the question one more time, Sandy. Sorry. Uh, yeah, no worries. Uh, just like uh, match score, you know, 3-0, 3-1... How are you feeling? For the finals or for Dam One versus for Dam One for Dom One versus Mad. Gotcha. Uh, I think Mad can definitely take a game. They look good enough to take a game, but yeah, I, I'm going to go three one for Dam One here. Cool, the safe answer. All right. Well, we have some differing opinions on the semis, uh, on on this semi match at least. 
Uh, but in terms of finals, so I think Knox and I are pretty united on it being a Dom Juan RNG final. Previously, I think we both had Dom Juan winning. Now, I am starting to wonder if RNG uh, is going to take the whole thing. And I know that RNG has lost a few games here. They lost a game to Mad. They lost a game to C9. Uh, I believe they lost a game to PSG as well. Uh, but they do have the 2-0 over Dom Juan. Um, I actually am starting to favor RNG here uh, in terms of the final, uh, no matter who they face. If they face Dom Juan or if they face Mad. If they face Mad, definitely. But if they face Dom Juan, I definitely think that they could take this just based really on how i've seen dom Juan's early game be a little lackluster uh i think rng can take that and exploit it nox uh how about you yeah there we go i kind of agree with you um basically my thought process on it is ghost and barrel especially barrel have not looked good this tournament right not, not at all um gala and ming though have looked obviously like literally the best world class bot lane in the world uh only other one that i've seen contention from that i've gotten pushback from is maybe viper also in the lpl uh but the bot lane's been absolutely insane right and so then showmaker's been showmaker obviously and canyon's been good uh has been a little lackluster i thought but Overall, I mean, like, in, to a match with the Xiaohu, I think Xiaohu typically wins that. I think Wei's been super solid. And then, obviously, like, overall, I think just the bot lane's going to be what kills Amwon here, right? Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I'm beginning to lean towards RNG because just I've yet to see Barrel and Ghost really, truly have any carry agency in the games for Damwon. Um yeah, no, I think I'm leaning towards RNG now, but I, I feel kind of cheap also at the same time switching predictions like this. I know, I know. I hate flip-flopping. You know, I feel like I got to stick with Damwon here, uh, you know, to stay true to what I said at the top of the tournament. Curly, uh, finals, when it comes to it, you had RNG probably going through, but you have Mad going up against them. Um, give me... Give me your take on both an RNG versus Dom one final and an RNG versus Mad final. How do you feel those matchups would go? I feel so. I'll cover the RNG versus Dom one final. Um, I see that one being admittedly easier for RNG. Um, because of a lot of reasons. Number one, Gala, like <clears throat> like Noxwar said, the bot lane that RNG is bringing to this tournament has just been a lot more consistent and dangerous uh, for the other teams than Damwon's bot lane has. And you know me. I still think that top laner is a huge influence on the state of games. And Xiaohu is just more experienced and performs more, like, just better than Khan. Khan's been a little bit of a coin toss where he's been either being stomped on or being not I don't want to say being carried but like needs a little more assistance than assistance than Zhao who does making sure he doesn't get knocked down you know so an RNG versus Dom one I, I think it, it's you know no question there um on exception being showmaker is such a powerful individual player 
that I think he could make a huge difference um, in even the Mad Lions uh, one, where I predict Mad Lions beating DK. They've got to watch out for Showmaker, just because he's such a powerful mid laner. Mm-hmm. Um, and I credit him like when Dem one almost lost to DF. I think it was DFM a few weeks ago. There was a particular game where they were losing and they just barely held out and turned it around. And I credit that so much to Showmaker on his victor. Um, and like I think that was DFM. I don't remember for sure. But if it's RNG versus Mad now, Xiaohu and Armut are far more on equal grounds, in my opinion. Now, granted, Armut's a little cocky, um, and that can be, in my opinion, maybe some of the of his existence if, when he doesn't perform well. Uh, but I also feel like there's something about the synergy and the craziness that Mad has. Mad has a different energy. They're a lot more dirty than Damwon, and that's kind of how the LPL is, too. They're both gritty, like, per, like as teams, they're both kind of grittier personalities. And so the grace of Damwon is kind of, it's like barbarians versus Romans, as opposed to barbarians versus other barbarians. <laughs> the, you know? <laughs> Alright, so who do you think is going to take it all, then? I still think it's going to be RNG. Okay. All right. I love LDC, but I still think RNG because LPL is just that powerful of a region. I think I think that's a I think that's a fair take. All right. Well, we'll see this weekend. I mean, we've got them back to back to back semis and finals. Uh, it's going to be a great weekend of International League of Legends, and then we're back to a break. Uh, we will let you all know when our next show is. I think we were trying to discuss if we wanted to do something the same day as the msi final or the day after we'll let you guys know ahead of time keep an eye on our twitter account for any information regarding that twitter.com at flight check crew you can follow us there to see if you uh if to see if we are doing a show anytime soon usually it's every monday night 7.30 p.m. Eastern, right here, twitch.tv slash flightcheckcrew. Uh, We are also on your various podcast services, so go check those out. Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever else you might listen to your favorite shows. We are there as well. And as always, I am SantosDB on Twitter. We've got Noxwar with two R's. N-O-X-W-A-R-R. Curly, I think that's an underscore, double Q underscore. Yeah, okay, I had to zoom into the uh, stream real fast to see that. <laughs> Could, for so, I've been doing, I've been talking about our Twitter handles for like nine weeks straight now, and all of a sudden I could not remember exactly where the underscores went in your in your Twitter handle. No, it's okay, because there's that weird one at the end, and I wish I didn't have to have one at all. In fact, I've looked... It's so frustrating because curly QQ with no underscores on Twitch is taken by a no face who has yep. followed one person and not been active for five years. And curly QQ with no space or underline on Twitter has no tweets. Yeah. And it's, and I just want it, please. <laughs> yeah. And I've got, 
I've got Sandy Toes with an underscore on Twitch. I'm waiting for Sandy Toes with no underscore to go inactive so I can claim that that username and that URL for myself uh, someday. Someday it'll be mine. But yeah, Knox, were you going to say the double R's? Yeah, no, like the Knox War on Twitter has been around since 2011 with literally zero followers and zero following and is just a blank... Uh, the little egg thing for Twitter, and I'm just like, Classic. can I have this, please? <laughs> the- we just all need to get verified, and maybe we can talk to Twitter. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like- exactly. If we all get verified, if we all become huge esports influencers, uh, we'll be fine. Well, that's uh, pretty much all the show. Couple small FlyQuest update things. Uh, looked like they were teasing uh, the new quest or something new real soon in one of the recent uh just happy episodes the other day trisha kept using the phrase turning over a new leaf leaf. and they used the plant uh emoji in the tweet uh so i'm wondering if uh there's going to be some new uh questing stuff going on maybe back to some kind of earth quest or plant quest weed quest i don't know uh (laughs) we're not exactly sure what the plan is there uh cbd quest that could be fun um oh god (laughs) (laughs) uh yes when when did we do the show with tricky uh oh geez when was that was that when did we what was that three weeks ago two weeks ago It it, it was the reason why I ask is because if you guys remember, we asked him like, hey, you want to drop any cool hints for us? Mm. And he was like, oh, yeah, um, sometime in the next 26 days, or I mean 30, like he, he switched real quick. Was it 26 days ago he dropped that? Or like when's 26 days from when he said that? Oh, geez. I don't remember when that was. Well, see, 21 days. Uh, three weeks. Tuesday. So it's three weeks. So then it would be 22 today. And in four days, it would be like Friday or Saturday. And Friday or Saturday is a good day to uh, announce things. Friday or Saturday me. is a good day to announce things. And uh, it would be real soon for uh, Summer Split to start. So who knows? Keep your eyes out, FlyQuest fans, for some brand new FlyQuest announcements. Maybe some new merch. Who knows? Uh, maybe I'll be dropping another 50 bucks on FlyQuest merch again. I'm always ready to open my wallet <laughs> for anything I, I, I got that glitch jersey and I'm waiting for it to oh, ship. I'm so excited. Wait I'm for a, the glitch jersey. I got my. Let's see Road Roller, roller talking about right the now. Tim Kench contest that oh, we yeah. had in my board. Um, which, number one, I just got to say that. Oh, Tim the Kench. Sticker. Things. And then the sticker. And oh, so. Oh, my fluffy bees. So freaking cute. It's so cute. It's Everything about it was great. Like, number one, Road Roller. Shout out to you for, in fact, so I'm going to get to my shout out. I'm going to shout out Road Roller for being a pillar of the FlyQuest community. Because he, oh my gosh, he is, I want to say single-handedly shaped so much of the FlyCord culture uh, with his consistency of the where in the world is Tim Kench means back in the fall and like just make sure Tim Kench never dies and then even presenting it to Drek and, um... I'm so sorry. I cannot remember the social media manager's name. Massey. Drak and Massey and them just embracing that. Oh my gosh. 
shout out to you, Rolled Roller, and also shout out to Fluffy B for the Tim Kench sticker. It, all this, I love Flycord so much. Fantastic stuff. Knox, any uh, final shout outs or anything you want to say before we close out? All the NA fans, I know it's a rough time per usual, uh, but as usual, we will get through it and it will be okay. I promise. Maybe not, but I, we're, we'll be okay. I promise. <laughs> I may be lying. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be okay. We'll be okay. Just keep on, keep on huffing that copium. Just keep, yeah, keep huffing the copium. <laughs> keep huffing the copium. Go to sleep. Go and, to sleep. Uh, and we'll see you all at Worlds. Well, uh, just quick shout outs to the usual, uh, our friends, 100 Talk Pod. I think they're doing a bit of uh, different things right now. I think they got some stuff in flux, but hopefully they'll be able to. Uh, I know come summer split, they'll be back to regular streams and shows. Uh, always a big shout out to the FlyQuest Discord and all our friends there. Shout out to my co hosts for being awesome. For uh, getting my message uh, yesterday at a, like around 30 to 45 minutes before doing the show, saying, Guys, wait, what if we do the show tomorrow night after group stage ends and everyone completely changing their schedule around to accommodate my my idea that was very, very last minute. Uh, so thank you to Hey, them. man, when it's a good idea, you got to make it work. So a very public thank you to them for flexing around on that. With that, this has been Season 1, Episode 9 of Flight Check. Uh, thank you all so much for watching. Hope you guys stay safe out there. Make sure you get those vaccines if you can. Things are going back to normal. Maybe soon we'll be able to see you at an LCS event. Wouldn't that be cool? Maybe an LCS final somewhere here in the United States of America. That'd be pretty cool. I'd be down for that. Come back to Dallas LCS, please. That'd be like I would take on Guardians in the Summer Split finals. Absolutely. I'd fly to Dallas to go see uh, LCS finals for sure well with that thank you all so much for watching stay safe out there and we will see you next week peace y'all that way i took it no <laughs> <laughs> it's okay <laughs>